God is king, we the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't gotta peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. I ain't mean, I'm just focused. Put a lean out slower. Got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 8:33. We the descendants of Abraham. Yea, should be made free. John 8:36. To whom the Son set free is free indeed. He say the wretch like me. What is up, guys? My name is Victor, and welcome back to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I am your host, and I am so pumped for this episode today. So I've had a dream kind of my whole life. I've always wanted to do a hip-hop commentary podcast. I've always wanted to talk about, you know, music and it's I just absolutely love music. It's it's a huge part of my life. And today I actually have a, a reason and an excuse to talk about music. This is something that I've been wanting to talk about for quite a while now. It's something that I've been talking a ton about with my friends and people at work and it's just it's just been a really fun time to talk about music, and so I, I cannot wait for this episode. I hope you guys have had a fantastic few weeks. I know I've been gone for a while. Midterms and school and work has just been, you know, fun, but we have two awesome interviews coming up in the next few weeks, and so I'm really pumped about those. We're going to get some people here on the podcast. My buddy Luke from the Steady Anchor Podcast is going to be joining us, and I am so excited for that episode, and then we're going to be interviewing uh, some people from Lifeway, and that'll be a really fun podcast as well. So, guys, today we are going to be discussing something that has been kind of viral in the social media world, probably just viral in the Christian social media world, but viral nonetheless, and it, you know, he, he goes viral everywhere, but I think I think a lot of people within the Christian realm have been talking about him. You probably already know who I'm talking about. Kanye West. Kanye West has has hit the scene with Jesus is King and he is he the world is saying he's saying that he is a believer. That is the the message that he's uh, sending across in his music, and we're just going to talk about that today. I, I have absolutely loved Kanye West from a production slash uh, musical standpoint. I, I've always enjoyed his music. His music is some of probably the best hip hop that's out. And and the reason I say that, and you might not agree with me, that's fine, you're wrong. But the reason I say that is because whenever Kanye West puts out something, he is forecasting the next three years in hip-hop. Everyone follows the, the path that Kanye sets when it comes to music. And so, you know, he, he would put out a crazy album like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and people would listen to that and be like, this? This is kind of weird. This doesn't sound right. This... This is just not, this just isn't like good. And then six months would go by and then artists would be putting out, you know, albums that have a similar feel to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And so 
I think he has always kind of paved the way for for hip hop and in that space. And so I've been following him for probably like three years now. I've loved all of his music. There's just like a few songs I'm like, aren't that good. But all that to say, I am a huge Kanye West fan. And so, you know, a diehard fan, you could imagine, is following the story like like, you know, what what's the saying white on rye i think i have been following the story like wheat or is it wheat on rye i have been following the story pretty closely i've been watching all of the interviews i've you know looked at interviews from like his pastor and the church that he's gotten plugged into to you know him just showing up to jimmy kimmel or something like that and so yeah i've been following him and I don't know. This podcast, I don't want to make it too long. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I want to, I kind of want to discuss a few different perspectives that I think Christians have on Kanye West. And hopefully we can, uh, we can kind of discuss some, some issues that I'm seeing in, in the Christian community and in the Christian culture. Um, the first point of view, and I think it is, um, I, th- I think, I think this is, one of like the I think this might be the most popular point of view that I've seen so far on Facebook and Instagram and social media and Twitter and things like that. It is the unhealthy skepticism point of view. And so I say unhealthy because I it's unhealthy. Like skepticism to an extent, especially when we can talk about it a little bit later, is good. And you know, when someone receives Christ, they become a Christian, like you rejoice, awesome. But then like you wait and you want to see fruit, you want to see obedience, and like you need to you need to wait to see those things to be able, okay, this person's been genuinely transformed by the power of God. Cool. But what we've seen uh, on you know Christian social media, Facebook, Twitter, in the, in that scene, especially in seminaries and and seminary students who think they know it all, they they will post things like, "Nope, that's not possible," or they'll they'll say things like, "Man, God just raised Kanye West up because you know other Christian rappers who have been in this space for a long time they're being dumb and disobedient." Like, these are things that I've seen and, like, arrogant and ignorant things to say. I think I think it's important to know that, that you know, God saved a sinner just like you who are listening to this podcast. And so why? Why is it so far-fetched that God could and would save someone like Kanye? Like, that's, it's such a... It's such a broken mindset to have. And I I mean, Christians have it. I have a broken mindset. When I first saw it, I was like, yeah, sure, we'll see. And it was just it was just a a, a unhealthy skepticism. I wasn't I wasn't waiting to see fruit. I was judging based off of who he was. And I think that's what a lot of people in Christianity are doing. And so either people won't listen to his the newest album because, you know, of what he's done in the past, or or people have bad, you know connotations towards him because of things he said in the political structure or in the political political sphere um, or you don't like his music and his music is uh, you know offensive and says bad things and and that's why you don't think you know god could save him like we need to remember that god saved someone like paul a persecutor and a murderer of christians like why is it so far-fetched that god could and would save kanye west Use this gospel for protection 
It's a hard road to heaven. We call on your blessings. In the Father, we put our faith. King of the kingdom, our demons are trembling. Holy angels defending. In the Father, we put our faith. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me when you, when, when we vocalize it this way. I think, I think the arrogance and the ignorance kind of starts to go away because I don't think it's intentional. I just think it's the way that Christianity, especially in the South, has, has kind of uh, built itself up to be, right? And, and, you know, especially from the older crowd, no offense, older crowd, but I've seen this a lot from, you know, people 30 plus just because I think of the stereotypes that people have towards Kanye West and his music and who he is and what he's done and things like that. Like, granted, and and some of them like Kanye West does have a song called I Am a God. Like you look at that and you're like, yeah, no one could have a song like that and be a believer. Well, man, that doesn't make Kanye West too much of a sinner to be saved. Um. And so, yeah, that's kind of the first group that I want to talk to and challenge is the unhealthy skeptics. Uh, I want you guys to search your heart. Like, and this isn't just a, oh, accept Kanye West as a believer. I think this is a deeper heart issue. I think this is a deeper rooted issue in your heart that, that needs to be pulled out and discussed and repented of because there are probably some, some things that are going on that wouldn't make this issue just apply to Kanye West, right? Like think of, you know, a court case or a murderer or people in jail or, you know, people who you would probably consider worse sinners than yourself. Like if they got radically saved, what would your heart be towards it? And I think, I, I think this is something that, that we need to dissect a little bit because we should rejoice anytime the Lord saves someone. Like, that is the great commission, right? Make disciples of every nation when a disciple is made. Like, we are to rejoice the same way the angels in heaven rejoice. And it's just sad that the, that, that the songs and the praises that are being sung in heaven about Kanye West's conversion aren't being sung here on earth. And so search your heart, ask God to search your heart. That's my first group of people, the unhealthy skeptics. My second group of people, the healthy skeptics. Hello. I am not a healthy skeptic, but I think that the healthy skeptic group of people is, is an okay place to be. I think it is good and healthy to, uh, to wait for a confirmation of someone's salvation. Now, Pentecostals are going to say that speaking in tongues or falling out or all this crazy stuff, y- you dumb, read the Bible. But what I'm speaking more specifically of is a continued faith, a persevering faith, a fruitful faith, uh, and I, th- I think it's okay to want to see that, right? Like if Kanye West did this three-month thing and then in January, like totally went back on everything he said, well then, 
obviously something happened. Like, like something happened to where it wasn't genuine or, you know, a big life crisis or whatever, but something happened. And so that healthy skepticism is okay to an extent. I think that leads very easily to unhealthy skepticism and just kind of writing someone's salvation off. But here's the thing that we have to know about healthy skepticism. We healthy skeptics should still be rejoicing in the fact that God saved Kanye West. How you get so much favor on your side? Accept the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. That's your love, that neighbor, not divide. I'm a rat, that's on God. His light shine the brightest in the dark. Single mothers know they get my heart. And all my brothers locked up on the yard. You can still be anything you want to be. Went from one and four to one and three. Thirteenth Amendment gotta end it, that's on me. He the new commander and the chief. That's on Keith. That's on Kyle. Before the ranch, I had horses in the garage. When the Forbes cover was just a mirage. They had me changing statues, that's on pride. Oh my God, Buster, that's on tribe. When I thought the book of Job was a job, the devil had my soul, I can't lie. Life gon' have some lows and some highs. Before the Grammys ever gave a nod, I wore my heart on my sleeve, I couldn't hide. In 03, they told me not to drive. I bleached my hair for every time I could've died. But I survived, that's on God. And if you're not, then you're not a healthy skeptic. Like, it is okay to wait and see the fruit from someone's salvation. That's good. Like, like as believers, as a part of a universal church, that's something we're actually called to, right? However, man, we should be, we should be thanking God that, that he saved, that he added to his numbers of his kingdom, um, and so, yeah, that, I think the healthy skeptic, I think that's a good place to be, but I also think you can very easily fall into the unhealthy skeptic category, and I think the healthy skeptics are very few in number, and the issue that, that I have here is that unhealthy skeptics think they're healthy skeptics, that's the problem, right, and I've seen it all over Facebook, people have said some, I mean, some crazy arrogant things, and and that's the sad part. Um, okay, healthy skeptics. I don't really know the the last group. Uh, uh, the last group, I don't know, rejoicers. Um, yeah, rejoicers. The fact that Kanye got saved, just praise the Lord. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I think it's really easy to see the genuineness of Kanye's faith if you follow the story. If you haven't followed the story, then maybe it's a little bit easier for you to kind of write it off. Like, that's not possible. But guys, just to give a brief synopsis of, of what I know, man, Kanye West is plugged into a church, and it's not just a random church. It is a John MacArthur church plant. So he is getting, I mean, top-of-the-line theological discipleship, uh, he is getting people pouring into him. He's getting accountability. He's gone public with uh, some addictions that he has, including with drugs and uh, pornography. He has re- he has publicly confessed his sins to the world, not just to his church, not just to his pastor, to the world. It takes a radically transformed person to 
publicly come out and say, I struggle with these addictions and then say that he's beginning the fight against them. Um, he's gone on and done countless interviews where he has just shared the gospel. There's an interview. Uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with carpool karaoke. Well, this one is airpool karaoke because they're on an airplane and on this airplane ride, the interviewer asks Kanye, what does a normal night look like? What does a normal night at the West home look like? And Kanye West says this. He says, we eat dinner. We play with the kids. We put the kids to bed. And then it's lights out. When it's lights out, my wife is watching Dateline. And I read the Bible. Kanye West reads the Bible at night while his wife is watching Dateline. What a crazy thing to say. What an like, insane thing to say. The other person, another interviewer, asks, what was the heart, what was the purpose behind this album? And Kanye West begins to talk about repentance. He begins to talk about how how fake Christians have these sins that they don't want to deal with, but but real Christians repent from their sins. He talks about how sins separate people from, from God eternally and how the only way back to God is through Jesus, who came, was born, lived a perfect life, died the death that Kanye, myself, and everyone listening to this podcast deserved. And then rose again on the third day and now is the advocate next to the right hand of the father for us. Like that was Kanye's explanation of the gospel. Just switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up yourself. This that different latitude. Life too short, go spoil yourself. Feel that, feel, enjoy yourself. Cause we have everything we need. Switch my attitude. I'm so, I'm so radical. All these people mad at do. This for who it matter to. What if Eve made apple juice? You gonna do what Adam do? Or say, baby, let's put this back on the tree. Cause we have everything we need. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And when you hear that, when you hear these things, when you see confession, when you when you see a genuine gospel presentation, when you see, you know, on a public platform where once Kanye would have used every second to promote everything he was doing, 
he is now solely using to point to Jesus. Man, this man doesn't even want to talk about his album. He just wants to point to God. Now, if, if you know, you've been following the story, I'm sure you know that there have been some, uh, some sketchy things that he said, just like theologically. But here's the thing, guys. Everything he's talked about theologically that, you know, people are like, eh, that's not too right, or eh, that's, that's kind of wrong. Man, these are third-tier issues. These are issues that they're not even on the spectrum of tears. Like, these are small theological issues that hold absolutely no weight. Like, who cares if, if Kanye wants to wear clothes of the same cloth? Because he's convicted through Leviticus 19. Like, who cares? That, that doesn't disprove the genuineness of his faith. And that's a, that's a, that's a section that I've been seeing, and, and it, it, it angers me. It makes me really mad. Like, the, like, it doesn't matter. Okay, so he talked about a $68 million tax return. Cool, that doesn't mean he's prosperity gospel. Not everyone who makes over a certain figure is a prosperity preacher. Get off your high horse and stop judging people based off how, how what their income looks like. And so I kind of want to push back against that a little bit. I want to encourage you to go listen to the album. I'm not saying you have to go listen to all of Kanye's music. A lot of it's bad. Well, it's, it's bad from like, a, you know, he uses bad language, talks about bad things. It's bad from that perspective, right? And so I'm not saying that you have to go listen to it. But I am saying take the 27 minutes that Jesus is King runs for and listen to the album. Because a man who once said, I am a God, is now saying that Jesus saved a wretch like me. That is quite, that is quite a contrast in statements. And I believe firmly that it, that is a statement that could only be made by a transformed heart because of the power of Christ. And so listen to Jesus is King. I've, I'm going to throw some snippets here and there throughout this podcast just to get you to go listen to it. Hopefully it doesn't get copyright claimed. Uh, Kanye's a Christian now, so I doubt it will. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jeez. But yeah, I'm going to throw some snippets of the album into this podcast. Go buy the album. Support the man. He has been giving a he has been given a platform by God. And I'm praying that millions of people hear the gospel for the first time because of a radical transformation of Kanye West. Guys, I say this every week, and I mean it every time. You're beautiful and you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care and God bless. Same, same, same.